Mic check. Mic check, check, check. Good. Good slate. Slate. Hi, welcome to Rewatch This, where we've got first takes, hot takes, and some double takes. I'm Jason. And I'm Addie. Uh, what exactly is Rewatch This? Well, have you ever watched something amazing, but like none of your friends have seen it, so you can't talk about it with anyone? So then you keep pressuring them until they cave? Which is how we ended up here. When I heard that you have never seen Avatar The Last Airbender, I like had to do something about it. Okay, but what do you get out of it? You've already seen it. Your first take, your initial thoughts on the show that I and so many people love. And bonus is, I get to rewatch the show all over again, living vicariously through you. And since we both work in entertainment, love podcasts, and we'll talk about it anyway, we decided to record this entire journey to share with whoever might want to peek into my virgin eyes. But before you pass the point of no return, do you know anything about the show? Like anything at all? Uh... I just know that it's a kids animation show. Uh-huh. I think Nickelodeon has you to do right. with a bald kid with a blue arrow down his head. Uh-huh. Um, and I think something about elements. Okay. Uh, but from what I recall growing up when it was out, I know that people were talking about it and that it was like a huge deal, but I just never got to it. And I was way too obsessed with K-pop and K-drama at the time. Ah, you went that direction. (laughs) I did. So it just kind of slipped past me. So you're like the perfect candidate. You know nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you? You said you grew up watching it. Yeah, so I watched it originally when it aired, and once more after high school, that was like 10 years ago. We are really dating ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember there was a day before Avatar and the day after. I went to school the next day, and it was all my friends could talk about it. I remember being a PE and like doing moves from the show and wanting to be this or wanting to be that. All my friends who had cable were hyped. Well, that explains a lot. I didn't grow up with cable. You didn't have cable? No. So, okay, Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. You didn't have Cartoon Network? No. No Disney Channel? (gasps) No Animal Planet? (laughs) Yes, that's the big thing. (laughs) Oh my god. Shall we fix my childhood? We shall! But, before we talk about our thoughts, we're going to summarize the episodes that we watched. Which means there will be spoilers. So unless you like spoilers, this is your final warning. Chapter one, the boy in the iceberg. Addie, care to take us through this episode a little more specifically? Sure. We get to watch the full version of the introduction where we learn about the elements, the nations, and the war that's happening. No one likes Fire Nation. Um, Apparently they're terrible people. And we get to meet our first two characters, Sokka and Katara. They are siblings. Sokka is the older brother of Katara. Mm-hmm. They are on a boat in kind of like an arctic location, and they stumble upon a glowing iceberg with a boy inside. Katara breaks him out, and we learn that this is Aang, the boy with the blue arrow down his forehead. And uh-huh. we also get to meet Appa, who is a giant animal uh, i think he looks a little bit like a bison uh-huh so anyway when ang was broken out 
it releases a light that catches another character's attention named Zuko, who is on a ship nearby and he is part of the Fire Nation. Katara introduces Aang to their small village, the Water Tribe, and after Aang learns that Katara can do a little bit of waterbending, he promises her to take her to the North Pole and get her trained properly. We end with Katara and Aang stumbling upon a wreck of an ancient Fire Navy ship, and they accidentally set off a flare. This alerts Zuko and his fire people to go towards the village. Dun dun dun! Cliffhanger! Oh. Moving on to chapter two. The Avatar returns. Jason, do you want to take it this time? From the top, Sokka immediately banishes Aang, branding him as a traitor. Katara tries to go with him, but he convinces her to stay in the village. Then we get a montage of Sokka and Zuko preparing for battle, and they battle. Aang appears on a penguin to save the village, but at the same time revealing he's the Avatar. But in order to keep the village safe, he surrenders himself and is taken aboard the ship. Sokka and Katara, with the help of Appa, go after Aang to try to save him. At the same time, Aang manages to escape and he fights Zuko on the ship. But eventually, Aang gets pushed into a corner and falls off the ship when suddenly, in the water, his eyes start to glow and he waterbends his way back onto the ship, knocking all of the Fire Navy soldiers off. He collapses and Sokka and Katara grab him and escape. The team sets out on adventures unknown. Oh, <sighs> wow. That was a lot. A lot happens these two episodes. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think? Let's talk about the, the intro sequence. I learned a lot. Yeah. I didn't know that the elements were associated with different nations. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to confirm that I was right. The elements had something to do <laughs> with yeah. the show. I don't know. It was a lot to take in. And um, they, I they do... throw a lot at you in like the first 30 seconds of the show. And... Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like you need that context too. Like, yeah, no, they did forward. a very thorough job. Yeah. It was just like a lot to process. And yep. knowing that there are all these different nations, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I hope they go and visit them. <laughs> right. One of the questions that came up was how they talked badly about the Fire Nation, that they're all terrible people, but are they all terrible? <laughs> so It sure seems like it, doesn't it? I don't know. Any new insight from you? Actually, I didn't remember that the intro was so long. Usually the intro is like an abbreviated version every episode. But oh. when we watched the first episode, it was an extended like minute long version of like way more like little details. And I didn't remember that at all. Interesting. Well, I guess they have to do that on the first episode. Yeah. What did you think of the characters when we first introduced to them? Let's start with the person who had his first line, Sokka. Uh, yes, Sokka is an interesting one. He gets called a sexist Yeah. by his sister. And right. I was very surprised that that actual word came out and uh, <laughs> forgot that it was like a kid show. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that like that word flew right over my head when I watched it for the first time. I probably like did not digest what that actually meant. 
I probably wouldn't have either, but um, delightfully surprised. Yeah. That they addressed that. Anyway, I think Sokka is a bit of an asshole. And <laughs> his sister calls him out, which is great for her. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I hope that that's like a character flaw that gets solved. Uh huh. Katara seems very badass, very brave, and she can waterbend. So I'm really excited to see her mastering that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, though, her bravery concerns me because Why? the whole time I was screaming at her to not go near the glowing boy who is oh. stuck in the ice because horror movie 101, do not go towards the strange, mysterious thing that you don't know what's about. But she does, and we get to meet Aang, so that's great. But seriously. It ended up working out. I had never, that never crossed my mind. All right, well, she found Aang. Let's talk about Aang. What do you think of the boy in the iceberg? So, yeah, like, he's obviously the Avatar. He's that the main was, character. That was never in question for you. No, I guess I knew. Yeah, I guess I knew that much, too. Um, <laughs> that since I saw his image everywhere, I guess I could assume that he was the Avatar, whatever that meant. Mm -hmm. And he is quite young. And it seems like he was yeah. stuck there for a long time. Hundred or hundreds hundred of years. Hundred years, yeah. Yeah. And he had no idea that the war was happening. And that's truly frightening. Thinking back, like, whatever happened to his people must be... Yeah, it's a scary question. Mm-hmm. It's um, not something that you think about when you're a kid. Because, like, when I was a kid, Aang was just like, oh, my God, a hundred years. Well, that's crazy. And to me, like when I was 12, I'm like, that didn't concern me <laughs> at all. I was just like, yeah, do more of the cool airbending. Oh, uh, there was this one line. I think it was Katara. She was saying that Aang brought something to the village that oh. they hadn't had in a long time. Oh. And apparently was it was It was fun. fun. Which is really sad. But also, I think in the same scene, she was arguing for him to stay. Right. When there was a suspicion that he was he might... a bad person. Yeah. Not the greatest argument. <laughs> that the, someone... the, fun, the fun argument definitely hits a little different when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but Aang seems to be very carefree. He airbends. And him stepping in was a big deal. Yeah. Kind of like learn that he's someone that won't let others fight for him. Um, yeah. They know that he they were after him. And the reason why... I remember there was a scene when he gave himself up and the fire navy ship bridge was like closing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, like had a little smile down at the village. And as soon as like the shadow came over it, his smile disappeared. And I, I was just like... Yeah. Wow. Very, very subtle. But I don't... Yeah, like this too. is like, I didn't rem remember that, mm -hmm. but this is like very mature. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm also wondering like if we would have noticed that as kids. As I well. mean, I feel like we, we probably did. And, you know, it's like so sophisticated. You know what I mean? Like of they the didn't show? have to. Yeah, like or... they didn't have to. Like he has his own internal journey. So, you know, mm -hmm. this is a kid's cartoon on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. And so like when I watched that, I was like, this is like really dramatic. 
I'm really feeling for these characters. Yeah. The creators must have really put thought into really growing these characters along the journey. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like setting them up for how they are in the beginning and showing us what is going through their minds. Yeah, definitely. Do you have anything that stood out for you? About Aang? Mm-hmm. I think it was particularly that scene. I'm remembering that these characters are whole characters, you know? They have like wants and needs and are hiding things like Aang at the end of the episode. It's like, oh, I didn't want to be the Avatar. That's why I didn't tell mm, you. Yeah, he mentioned that. Yeah. And he also had that nightmare too. Right. Uh, right before he was concealed in the iceberg, which yeah. I guess his Avatar self did that to protect himself without him knowing. Yeah, yeah, to like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Another thing about Aang was we got to see him fight in chapter two. Yeah. And that was really fun because he got really creative with how he used the yeah. air around him. He was tied he, up with mm-hmm. his hands behind him and two very large adult guards, I'm guessing. He's yeah, a very he tiny has, person. He had the line where he's like, you guys probably never fought an airbender before, huh? <laughs> yeah. And he surprised them and me. It felt very jackie chan like right um just using the surroundings that he has using Mm -hmm. some like random props as well and like that's the best way to do a fight right it's like to show the character's character something Mm -hmm. about them through the fighting and like what we learned about ang is that he's not like confrontational he's very on defense yeah even when he was fighting zuko zuko was the one who was always coming at him yeah and he was constantly dodging or like hiding shifting away from him Mm -hmm. he would only hit zuko kind of like indirectly yeah which showed a lot about his character that he is just trying to save himself and not cause harm even though this person is clearly trying to cause him harm yeah so speaking of that what do you think about zuko Zuko is a troubled teen. (laughs) (laughs) A banished prince. Yes. He clearly has a big chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And he wants to prove himself to maybe his father. Uh Uh-huh. And he hangs around the ship looking for the Avatar. And I think he just (laughs) thinks that if he finds the Avatar, he would be able to... Like it's all good. Yeah, whatever it is he did to get him banished. Yeah. Um, I think he believes that finding the Avatar would solve everything. Yeah. And I guess he got lucky catching that light yeah, at the right time. Yeah, really did. But he didn't expect the Avatar to be Aang. No, he, he expected... was expecting someone like old and yeah. like in hiding. It's and... been a hundred years. Yeah. So that's what he expected, not a little kid. Mm-hmm. There was this one scene when he confronts Aang yeah. about his age. I remember oh. you had kind of a strong reaction to it. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that was um, Zuko said, you're the Avatar. You're just a kid. And then Aang said, well, you're just a teenager. And I thought that was really like poignant of Aang. That was a good clapback. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're not a big deal. You're just a teen. And I don't know about you, but I remember when I was 12. I thought, like, once you turned to a teen, like, your life would change. Oh, yeah. So I think when I heard that line, I was just like, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Hearing that line 
uh, at the age that we are. Yeah. It's completely correct yeah. of Aang saying that. But yeah, that was a good one. What did you think of Zuko's uncle? Mm, he seems like the better of the Fire Nation <laughs> people that we've met so far. But taking, I guess, the show's intro and keeping it in mind that all of them are evil and bad people, I guess maybe he is a bad person. But <laughs> I don't know what it, what's in it for him. It doesn't seem like he's like at a status i mean it looks like it looked from the episodes it looks like this is just like a chill gig for him Mm -hmm. more like babysitting (laughs) yeah just making sure zuko doesn't fuck up anymore yeah he already has yeah Yeah, i don't know curious to see if he becomes like an important character i don't know Mm. if he does or not what do you think of appa oh appa's really cute he is he reminds me of like a bison manatee mix because of his tail yep that's actually the two animals that i think he's hybrid in oh really yeah how do you know because i know things okay (laughs) i've watched Uh... the show twice excuse you um specifically i got it from the art book and there is some drawings that i could show you oh i want to see you later yeah okay but yes appa He's cute and he flies. I don't know how you felt when when he took off for the first time. But for me, I thought Aang was joking. Because like when I watched it the first time, I was just like, there's no way this dude can fly. He's got no wings. <laughs> <laughs> he just can. Yeah. Maybe he's a airbender too. Hmm. Maybe. Um, but it reminds me of the cat bus from the totoro movie yeah i think you would also be right because like i think his legs were sort of inspired by that as well he has six legs and cat bus is i think a little bit more than that but like the shape is a little bit the same yeah it just gave me like ghibli vibes like a fantastical Mm -hmm. mode of transportation yeah yeah very very cute looking forward to seeing more appa everyone nothing bad happens to him you know how they like introduce something cute and meaningful to a character yeah and then they die at the end oh i just hope that doesn't happen yeah i hope so too i hope appa doesn't like try to save ang or someone and like sacrifices himself because i would be very upset yeah i don't i don't watch movies like that with <laughs> that happens to like close animal friends okay um that what I... are your thoughts on the story so far is this about what you expected or like yeah, what do you think of the story so far? I am liking it so far. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. It is... <laughs> I'm getting vibes of coming-of-age uh-huh. stories for each character. Sure. So for Katara, she gets to lean in more into her already badassery self. Yeah. And learns to stand up for herself, learns to waterbend... Um, then mm-hmm. Sokka, although I think he's sexist, there were some moments where he was very brave, like when he yeah. was protecting the village. He was, he was the only one protecting the village. Yeah, and he stood his ground. And I was like, okay, maybe there's some hope for him after all. <laughs> so Sokka, I hope he gets better. Yeah. Aang, I think he's going to have to come to terms that he is the Avatar. 
Yeah. And he needs to take that seriously mm -hmm. and I guess save the world. That's where I'm <laughs> thinking this show is headed. Uh, that he's going to somehow defeat the Fire Nation, unite all the nations again. Yeah. And for Zuko, I I honestly want him to be redeemed. So I feel like him being like a wounded teen. Yeah. Quite quite literally. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He he has like a scar on his eye, right? Yeah. Yeah, something about him, I'm just like, oh, he's just like going through some shit. <laughs> and maybe he'll come out realizing that he was wrong. And who knows, maybe he'll like team up with the gang and go against a bigger evil. I don't know. It just can't be like him as the villain the whole time. You don't think so? Maybe for a while, but I just feel mm. like there's something probably bigger than him out there that's scary. I see. What about you? Um, what do you think of the story as you rewatch this? Well, obviously, there's like a lot of smaller details that I don't remember. And I just appreciate the show so much more after having grown up and been through like film school mm. and, you know, watching more stories. Just like watching this again is just comforting and like i know this show is good it's still good and it just feels good <laughs> does anything stand out to you because of going to film school um stuff that i pointed out earlier like it the show being very dramatic like you know the slight change of emotion that ang does mm -hmm. as the, the shadows cast over him and just how well like the exposition was given Mm -hmm. They really showed instead of told. I mean, they told us in like the minute intro, right? Like the context of the show. But, you know, when we meet the characters, there is so much exposition stuffed in like the first 10 minutes. And yeah. I don't know about you, but like I get it immediately. It was a lot to take in. But yeah. I think because of that, it got me really excited. Then but was it, was it clear though? Yeah, it was pretty clear. Yeah. So I think that's something that I learned to appreciate more. Like, just the construction of the show mm -hmm. is just, like, really good. But anyway, you were saying you're really excited. <laughs> oh, just um, really excited that they've clearly put a lot of thought yeah, into all definitely. of these details, which means the show will hopefully go further in and we get to really see this world come to life. Right. I any... was also very impressed with some of the framing that they did it's very cinematic oh oh the composition of like the shots yeah, yeah i agree that's something that i noticed also it's a good point where like i probably didn't appreciate before no definitely not like and growing I was... up and watching more things it looks good and it looks interesting well it looks very adult for a kid's show yeah there was so much thought Put into mm -hmm. the composition and the different creative angles that they would put the quote-unquote camera yeah i think the sequence that we're both probably thinking of is like when ang and katara go to the ancient fire navy ship oh and, yeah and they like stuck the supposed camera in like vents and like got these really weird long angles mm -hmm. yeah i remember that sticking out to me as well yeah i really enjoyed that for you, were there any like surprises after having seen these first couple episodes? Um, 
I think how quickly the show kept pushing the story. Ooh, okay. I feel like they used their time really well and yeah. just like jam packing the first two episodes with as much information about the characters, about the world. Yeah. I guess that surprised me because, again, didn't expect that from a kid's animation show. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I should stop shitting on kids' shows. <laughs> there is a uh, lot of work, hard work that gets put into these shows, whether, you know, we watch them or not. So, yeah. Was there anything else that surprised you or caught you off guard? Yes. There was one more thing during the battle between Zuko and Aang. Yeah. Uh, Sokka and Katara flying with Appa causing a distraction. And Zuko actually took advantage of this opportunity to mm -hmm. hit Aang yeah. and swiped him off board. Yeah. I think that's pretty rare nowadays when I watch kind of like fight sequences. Yeah. And whenever there is some sort of a distraction from the main battle, like both the good guy and the bad guy. Oh, just yeah. Like pause. pause. Yeah. And then no one takes <laughs> advantage of this situation. It just seems really unrealistic to me. And yeah. that surprised me that this show allowed that to happen. So that was very nice. Nice. I'm glad you like that. And I'm glad Zuko was evil enough to do that. Yeah, I like it. Like, commit yeah. to your evilness. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I got maybe one more for you. Okay. What did you think of the look of the show? Like, the animation, the kind of style that they chose to go with? I'm just curious to see what you think. Hmm. It's definitely more of a designed look. I can tell that they really put thought into these characters' design, especially, like, their costumes. Uh -huh. Like the water tribe, they all had very intricate coats, fur coats. And then mm -hmm. the Fire Nation has like a almost like a stormtroopery design yeah. to their wardrobe. And I remember the montage of Zuko and Sokka just gearing up to battle. That was really fun to watch to that see them really suit cool. up. That was another thing where like because I've grown up, I can appreciate this editing more, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and, the cutting uh, back and forth. Yeah. That was yeah. really impactful to just see like the two of them and how different their approach is and the people around them. Sokka right. has no one but himself. And yeah. then Zuko has like a whole team putting on his uniform for him. Yeah. That already is like very great visual storytelling. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I really like the style so far. I think the way that they animate the water especially is mm, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a very mature animation style. I don't watch a lot of animation. I'm not exposed to it a lot, but this is very appealing and I can feel right. like there is complex design that went into it. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. What about you? Well, I thought this show already looked good and watching it again. Even now, still, I just love how Aang is animated when he airbends. Mm. I think like the way his clothing moves with the wind. It just looks so good. When he was first introduced, I remember him bloating down slowly and I just like, that looks so cool. Immediately I wanted to be able to do that. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be an airbender. Mm. Like I thought that was so cool. So I'll ask you, what do you want to be? Water. Water? What? Why is that? What's your reason? Uh, I guess I always had a thing for water yeah i used to be on the swim team oh so just naturally i am very comfortable and would love to 
waterbend. And also like the whole like water can do everything basically. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. break through cracks in a rock or sand down something. I don't know. Yeah. Water's just very powerful. Yeah. Which is my take. I'm also a water sign. <laughs> Not very into that, but I know. Well, at this point, I wanted to share some little tidbits, whatever behind the scenes I could find, or maybe even some lore from the world of the show. Mm. Anyway, whatever things I can get to help you, Addy, appreciate the show a little bit more. I remember when Nickelodeon was airing the show, sometimes in between commercial breaks, they would have the like little inside the episode kind of things oh. where we learn a little bit about the show. Mm -hmm. And so I thought this would be fun that I could maybe replicate some of that for you. Cool. So let's start from the top. The two show's creators, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konitzko, met while attending RISD, Rhode Island School of Design. Oh, our enemies. <laughs> For um, uh, those who are listening, we both went to Art Center College of Design in California. That we did. They quickly became friends, and their careers led them both to be working in the animation industry here mm. in LA. Mike directing episodes of like Family Guy and King of the Hill. Oh, wow. While Brian art directing for a show you probably haven't heard of called Invader Zim. It's on Nickelodeon also. Mm. So Does it have to do with a green guy? Yeah. Okay. I just assume because you don't have cable. You are correct. While they were both working on the side, they were collaborating on their own story idea, a pitch they were working on about a coming of age story. Mm. When suddenly Invader Zim gets canceled. Oh. And instead of looking for a job, Brian decided to commit his time fully to developing his and Mike's idea. Mm. He acted fast. He even met with like a producer at Nickelodeon. But that producer said that a coming of age story is not at all what the network was looking for. What was the network looking for? They were looking for a show that had action, mm -hmm. adventure, and legends and lore. Okay. Well, so... What's the inspiration for that? Think about this. It's 2002. Mm -hmm. The biggest things out at the time were Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and Harry Potter. Yes. So back to square one. They can't do the coming of age story anymore. So Mike and Brian both looked through like piles of sketches and eventually they wound up on one with like a cyborg monkey looking thing and a man both having arrows on their head and a bipedal polar bear slash dog hybrid creature. And originally, Brian said that he must have been inspired by Cowboy Bebop because he imagined these three characters flying through space, oh, going on adventures. That's another show I have to watch. Neither Mike or Brian had a story. They just had the sketch. But the mm -hmm. sketch kind of like infected them. Like Brian took the character and drew him with another animal hybrid. You can probably guess that it's a maybe bison manatee mm. flying through the sky. Mm -hmm. And he's this character is hurting them. Meanwhile, Mike continued to try to think of story ideas for this thing. And he said that he felt particularly inspired by a true survival story of Ernest Shackleton and his men who were trapped in the Antarctic. Mm. So he pitched to Brian, maybe the story could focus on people trapped in the South Pole with like melting and breaking ice. So, hmm. Sometime later, Brian had like a bolt of creative lightning strike him during yoga class. Oh. <laughs> he thought, what if the people stuck in Mike's idea were kids and maybe they were fire people <laughs> trying to melt the South Pole? 
Mm. And the only person that can save him is this kid from his drawings. Well, he liked that idea so much that he had to rush to Mike's home after class <laughs> in the middle of the night to pitch him the idea. And they came out with the arrow boy is an air kid and the South Pole kids are water people. The bad guys are fire people. And this idea kind of just stuck. Mm -hmm. So instead of pulling from Western influences like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, they decided to pull from Asian culture and philosophies like nice. martial arts. Mm -hmm. like anime and even Hong Kong cinema. Oh, yeah. Which explains like the Jackie Chan connection, right? Mm -hmm. And just two weeks later, Mike and Brian pitched their idea for the show. They showed early sketches of Aang, Sokka, and Katara. And the main aspects for the show were action, adventure, mm -hmm. and magic in the form of bending. According to them, they pitched for over two hours. Oh my god. They said they broke every pitching rule imaginable. But the exec that they were working with was hooked. And after that, Avatar was officially in development. Wow. And that's how the idea for the show came to be. And it's kind of interesting how simple that idea was. Mm -hmm. And it grew to what we just watched. Oh my gosh. Two weeks? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So I hope this helps you appreciate the show a little bit more. I definitely do now. I mean, more. Yeah. I'm really tickled by the fact that they were two friends who just wanted to collaborate <laughs> and do a side thing apart from their day jobs and made it happen together. So I think that's really inspiring. Very. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing, I guess, like how Avatar came to be. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the source that I got this from was from the art book. So now that that's done, I want to ask you one more thing. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen next? Ooh. Okay, so where we last left off, Aang mentioned going to a couple different places. It seems like they're going to ride some animals. And... <laughs> but it seems like they're headed towards the north to have Katara meet a waterbending master. Yeah. Not many places to go when you're starting from the South Pole. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Aang has a lot of other places to go. Yeah. I think hopefully we'll just see more of the world. That's all I can really ask for. Yeah, I think I had a similar feeling after I watched it the first time where it just like I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. Like, in general, I'm not sure what's coming. I just want more of it. Yeah. With that, that's a wrap on episode one. If you had as much fun as we did, please support us by rating and subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can reach us at rewatchthispod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at rewatchthispod. Thanks to our producer, Calvin, for all your help. And thank you for listening in and joining us on Addy's first journey through the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. We hope you can join us next time when we cover chapters three and four. Until then, that's Jason. That's Addy. And this has been... Rewatch This.